Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and tonight we are joined by two ADSA representatives. We've got Joanne Lin and Kai Lin Chi. The Australian Dental Students Association, ADSA, is the only national body to represent all dental and oral health therapy and hygiene students in Australia. ADSA aims to foster communication between the various schools, support its members through their course, and keep all the dental students informed of issues affecting their student life and the dental profession. Joanne is the president of ADSA and has had the opportunity to participate and organize various dental volunteering activities and work at dental clinics as a student. After she graduates, she's interested in undertaking volunteering opportunities in areas where her dentistry skills are needed the most. COVID permitting, of course. Kylin is the vice president of ADSA. A jack of all trades, Kylin is heavily involved in dental, marketing, and design industry. He undertakes projects with the aim to share his talent and produce meaningful work for the community. Kylin is driven by his love for learning new things both within and outside of dentistry. Joanna Lynn and Kylin Chi, welcome to the show. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having us. So, you both have very different interests in the field of dentistry. So, let's start with um, Joanna. Talk to us about your interest in volunteering and how that kind of came about. Well, I I guess it started in when I was in grade seven, really. And my first volunteering activity was through church. And um, it, it just grew from there. I mean, I have a really good appreciation for service and i think it's really important to give back to the community in every way we can really it's just um as simple as that there's not you don't really need very special skills what we did last year was or the year before that actually we as students went out and um, did some oral health promotion and um, we gave some oral health advice to students and also to women and other people in different institutions that was a really good experience and i think also my dental volunteering sort of came about around that time when I went to Vietnam on an overseas dental trip. And that was just an amazing experience that I'd love to go back again or go to somewhere else that really requires that service. Once I've graduated, of course, once I have the skills to actually perform dentistry. So, yeah. You were actually the Red 25 coordinator, was that right? Yeah. For Red Cross? Um, It was through ADSA that I was responsible for Um, organizing this blood drive for Latrobe Um, that involved you know promoting it relentlessly (laughs) organizing transport um, booking the individual sessions for people um, and organizing information sessions as well that was a very hectic couple of months but um, we ended up having the most donations out of all the dental schools across Australia so that was a really good experience Nice. Now, Colleen, I'm not going to forget you here. You're, you were a volunteer at the Australian Dental Foundation, was that right? I was, I was, yes. I've been um, uh, 
similar to Joanne, I really enjoy, you know, volunteering and, and really enjoy giving back to the community. So um, since about last year, um, you know, during or it was in between COVID, I, I thought that, you know, I should probably get use of my time and, and really, you know, do something meaningful with it. So I volunteered with the um, Australian Dental Foundation um, and they're very lucky to have an, a Victorian branch where I was able to reach out to um, primary schools and aged care as well. And um, we were able to um, give out some oral hygiene, um, you know, talks, some education, also have some so some of the dental outreach programs, which has been really, yeah, it's been really nice. That's great. It's always nice um, to give back. Um, Joanne, tell me, what year are you in? Actually, Kylan and I are both in the same year at La Trobe, so second last, which is fourth year for us. Right. And is there any particular interest in the field of dentistry that you're particularly interested in? I am loving all aspects, to be honest with you. Uh, we recently finished our course on endodontics and fixed pros. Um, so even in our second last year, you know, we're still, we've still got a lot to learn and um, a lot of experience to gain. So if I had to choose, I think general dentistry is the one for me. I'm, I'm also interested in ortho, but I do know that, you know, as a general dentist, we have a lot of variety and um, we can do a lot of things. So that's probably where I'm staying put for the time being. Fair enough. Yeah, there's probably so many things shooting at you right now. You just It's all new and fresh and it's all exciting. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So over Kylan, you know, you say your interests lie in dental, marketing, design. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I really got into ATSA, really. Um, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to designing. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed designing and um, graphic design. So um, in, in first year uni, I got around um, designing some stuff for the student um, society called BOTS up in La Trobe uh, for uh, Bendigo. And then um, since then, I've pretty much, yeah, just started designing for everything. I've designed for the uni, um, was lucky enough to be on the um, the design director for ATSA in uh, 2019, 2020. And then um, that's brought me here today to the vice president of ATSA. So, um, yeah, it's it's, ama it's an amazing journey that I've, I've embarked on with design. I think there's there's definitely a lot, um, a lot in it. Um, I know that. Uh, having, you know, designed for a lot of the student associations as well as worked with a lot of dental clinics, um, you know, designers really, really getting there. And I really enjoy kind of marketing and uh, designing products for clinics and for oral health promotion as well. I think it's fantastic. Right. So maybe are you hoping that when you graduate, you might diversify some of those skills to outside of dentistry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's just something uh, fun to have on the side. And um, yeah, if it keeps me busy I think yeah it's something that I'd love to to delve into and um, see what's out there for me yeah were you a design officer for VSA the Vietnamese <laughs> student association at one point I was I was the design <laughs> officer for VSA in um, 20, 2018 I believe 2017 2018 um, I don't know how you found that out um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it on the download <laughs> but I was and um, I really enjoyed working with them it was really fun um, yeah yeah, there you go. You might not all be about dentistry there. So what are your particular interests in clinical side of dentistry? You know, oh, that's a great question. Um, I've been kind of bawling my head out with this question. It's I think it's really <laughs> difficult for us students to answer that because we just don't know what's out there. I mean, like Joanne said, we, we get bombarded with things here and there. A um, bit of oral surgery here, a bit of orthodontics there. So that's where I think, you know, a lot of kind of looking out and, and, and learning kind of comes in handy. 
Um, for me, I'm still not too sure. Um, I definitely enjoy the, the patient factor. Um, I love seeing patients every day. I love communicating, trying to problem solve. And I think that set me up really well um, in, in terms of, you know, um, practicing dentistry. But in terms of specialty, what I want to focus on, um, I haven't quite discovered yet. And I'm really hoping that, um, you know, through learning, um, whether it be through the university or through even CPD courses that I'm able to, you know, find something that I'm interested in and re really delve into it. Mm. I was just going to say, because we're still students, um, it kind of feels like year 12 all over again, where <laughs> I both really didn't know what we were going to do um, at the end of year 12. And <laughs> so it seems like history is repeating itself. Yeah, look, hey, don't, don't, don't be too burdened by this question. I'd say that if you've listened to any of our previous speakers, they've always said how even after they graduated, they're thinking they were going down a particular path, but then they end up switching as well, or their interests end up switching along the way. So, you know, it's... Don't, don't be uh, don't feel like you have to pick one now and, and don't be saddened that it changes or you know with time so it's all good so let's switch gears for a little bit you know let's get into the crux of what's kind of happening to many students at the moment you guys are based out in Melbourne but there's Sydney there's Queensland there, there's many student bodies that's been kind of hit by COVID especially along the east coast and this isn't the first time for you guys how has that spilled over to your learning experience from your point of view so obviously um being a part of adsa has given us a different kind of perspective on on this whole situation you know when when it was last year kind of we just had to deal with it you know by hand and and uh, we, we were quite upset obviously but now overlooking the entire kind of australian dental cohort um, it's it's quite frustrating as well as you know it's it's quite sad to see that a lot of students experiences is, is getting um, limited from all these restrictions and um, it's it's challenging for everyone it's it's not not um, not, not, not hard to identify that and um, I think for for for, uh, for me and Joe I think we're just fortunate enough that you know the university has given us um, opportunities as much as they can to have our clinical placements and we know that you know universities around Australia have been have been doing the same but when it comes to you know international students our, our, our members from Canada and our members from Singapore it's much more difficult for them and um, that's something that we we still try to problem solve and work around uh, every single day yeah yeah that's true we have a lot of um, just talking to the representatives from other universities it seems like this year is definitely not as bad as it was last year We've had a lot of clinic time cancelled last year and I know that uh, our student society cancelled all of their in-person events, which was very shocking. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I think we are getting a lot better and um, more hopeful as well, which is why we're able to plan for a convention in Melbourne in person this year. But Kylan and I have seen, you know, the effect that this has had on students and that's why through our programs like Dentists for a Day, we're adding, we're hoping to give more um, clinical experience or hoping to add to that clinical experience of students. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about that Dentist for a Day program. You started a few months in April, June, um, and now you're going for your second term with that. And you followed that up also with an oral health mentor program as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, we thought it would only be fair because we have actually been running a very successful um, ADSA mentoring program for dentists. Um, Kylan, do you want to speak a little bit about that as well? Yeah, well, so I think, um, you know, what we found during lockdowns was that a lot of us haven't been getting the experience that we really wanted. Um, so 
what we've done is we've reached out to to our, our um, you know, the, the broader dental community. Um, um, and we're very fortunate to have such a welcoming community. We have many dentists that have come on board to support us through, you know, um, the Dentist for a Day program, as well as a graduate series or program that we're running as well. Um, we have, you know, uh, a lot of professionals give us some advice on um, on, on the, the graduating cohort. So it's been fantastic that we're able to get the support from that. And we we really want to see that to be, um, you know, to, to live on in ATSA um, for the future years. Yeah, I think that's a good initiative. You guys have also started a health and well-being blog, Finding the Balance. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, last year at the start of lockdowns was, I remember this like it was yesterday, actually. It was um, middle of March. We were just sent back home on the Friday and we were told not to come back until further notice. And um, for that entire week, I remember sleeping really, really late, waking up really, really late. I had no kind of rhythm whatsoever. And I knew that I, was, uh, I wasn't uh, alone and all my friends were, were pretty much similar because we'd, we'd play games all day and we'd realize that everyone was online at uh, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, um, which was not a healthy way to cope with COVID um, that I learned the you're hard students, way. So, students. Yeah, <laughs> students, exactly. Um, so um, what I kind of brought onto the committee was that, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to offer some advice. And we all have different ways of coping with with certain things in terms of, you know, health and well-being. And um, we thought, you know, why not have ADSA as a platform where we can all, you know, help each other out and see if there's any ways that we could um, adapt some, some, you know, some rhythm in our life and, and really make the most out of it. And um, since then, um, we've we've had this blog come into existence, and it's been fantastic. We've gotten some really fantastic um, feedback from it. And um, personally, as me, alongside with, with a lot of my friends, we found ourselves, you know, going on runs really frequently. Um, you know, we've started doing some fitness sessions. There's a lot of great content on YouTube that's out there, and um, it's kind of like our, our little weekly ritual now, which is really good. So even without um, any restrictions or any COVID. We're still looking after ourselves. We're still staying nice and healthy, and I think that's 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 what's good about the the health and well-being vlog. Yeah. Um, what what's also really good about it is the member interaction because each time it um, takes it from the perspective of a different student, and so they get to share what they've been up to or what tips that they'd like to um, share with the rest of the Australian dental students. So you said you mentioned fitness. Joanne, are you going to give us some boxing tips? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yes, you, you mentioned like compared to last year, um, you guys tried to facilitate for student experiences. You had the convention last year, and now it's being held at the end of the year this time. How are you guys going to do it a little bit differently this time? So last year was all completely online. And um, I think that while that was a good way to sum up 2020, um, a lot of people are just, you know, very burnt out over Zoom and using these online platforms just to do everything. Um, we have decided to push our yearly convention to December this year. Um, so that's six months down the track um, in hopes that you know, maybe we'll all be vaccinated by then and um, there won't be any COVID outbreaks any time around that period. Um, we've had it in Melbourne technically last year, but that was, it was more just purely online. Um, 
there are lots of educational content and videos that we were able to share with the students. Um, but it'll be de very different this time because this year we're having in-person workshops, um, social events and lectures that will be live. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's worth it to give our, our wonderful team and our wonderful co-conveners this year, Peter and Angela, a big shout out. Um, they've been really looking after the event and planning it for two years now. Um, mm -hmm. So we know that it's going to be a, a huge hit and the ticket sales have been going really well. Um, so yeah, really credits to them and their hard work. And, um, you know, they've had to be so flexible with, with everything, with all the restriction, the cancellation. So um, we really appreciate, you know, the hard work of our committee and fingers crossed um, it will be able to happen this year. Um, it would be a shame for, you know, more than two years of preparations to go to waste. Yeah, 100%. Like I've seen my friends reschedule weddings and it's not easy rescheduling and not the venue at a different time, even especially when everyone's booking out the, the time schedule. That's why, yeah, we are very grateful for not only our committee, but our members as well, just for being patient with us. Um, so what would you say are your favorite social media platforms at the moment? The ones I definitely use the most would be um, Instagram and Facebook. I think it could be very different for uh, a lot of people. Younger people would probably, like Kylian, would probably say TikTok. <laughs> um, it's really interesting because you see a lot of dentists on TikTok now that are trending, as well as on Instagram, who just have a lot of educational content or behind the scenes to share. So it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, how has that shaped your outlook on dentistry in, and, um, you know, as up-and-coming dentists, how does that make you feel in terms of your mindset and attitude? Um, well, I think it's it's really interesting. I think this is a, a kind of a new thing. And the reason I'm interested as well is because I have the interest in marketing as well and, and design and stuff. And um, what you see out here is that, you know, in for, for our students and for this new generation, social media is really changing the shape of dentistry. Um, oh, we had this discussion with Joanne just, just the other day. The amount of times that we've spent on our phones is, is insane, you know? And um, just looking at my phone now, you know, we spent up to hours on, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and myself, I spent hours on TikTok, um, which is not healthy. That's something I'm working on. Um, but I think that it's, it's amazing. Um, one part of it is that, you know, people get to share uh, experiences. Um, as dentists, you can see a lot of posts uh, regarding cases that they've seen and discussions that they've made, um, which I think is really good. Um, and another part is, you know, um, advertising and promotion for, for oral health for, for patients to see. And um, we see a lot of that through, through our social medias, our Instagram. And I think that's, uh, that's really good um, in, in terms of dentistry. But at the same time, there's also some things that we have to, we have to think about and have to watch out as well. Um, but, but that's something I think we're, we're yet to explore and yet to tackle. It's a, it's a whole new animal. So yeah, it's, that's such a loaded topic. We could talk for ages on this, just, you know, how dentists portray their work on social media and, um, it's, <laughs> it's a big issue, I think for some just also because dentists are by nature, most of them are very perfectionist types. Um, and so, you know, there is the danger of comparing our work to others. But it, if you take it more as a motivational um, 
something to strive towards rather than comparing yourself to what the other person has done or posted um, because we don't know the full story we just see that image that's been posted on Facebook or Instagram um, we just have to be mindful that we're not taking it the wrong way yeah look I think um, it's it's always I think it sounds like you've you you guys have touched on on both sides of um, online learning but it's it is I guess becoming for us I think the institutions are definitely falling behind in terms of understanding that social media platforms is where a lot of their students are consuming a lot of the content. They are, you know, um, on there a lot of the times. And if the student, if the educational institutions, you know, block that out, that's definitely something that they're ignoring and falling back behind on. One of the other gray areas, I guess, is this new this marketing um, regulation that the ADA um, not the ADA sorry the dental board gets us on and that can kind of be confusing for um, the students as well you know when they become a dentist they tick a box when they register and they don't realize what they're signing up for in terms of advertising marketing Um, but definitely something um, to be mindful of yeah yeah. So who would you say has been your biggest mentors or idols in your career path and why? Because I know you both are dental assistants, right? At dental clinics, one of which is the same. Yeah, that's right. That's have right. you guys learned anything in particular? I felt inspired by anything at work. Um, I think just having worked at so many different clinics I, and with a lot of different dentists as well, um, a big thing is that you know, no dentist is the same uh, or even remotely the same. So um, I think that is owing to a lot of, you know, CPD as well as their own personal mindset when it comes to practicing dentistry. So I definitely do see a lot of the dentists that I work for as role models. And yeah, it's just so interesting to be able to, you know, help with their clinical work and also be observing um what they get to do in a day it's it feels like kylan and i have talked about this it feels like we're learning so much that we should be paying them rather than them paying us yeah what's interesting is that each dentist brings their own sort of uh light to their work and i had the pleasure of going to the ADX with Kylin, where we met a lot of um, different dentists and people from, you know, inventors to presenters. So definitely it was such an eye opener um, meeting people who had founded huge dental products that were made for ten- dentists by dentists. And it was a great experience and it really um, encouraged us to try and progress in our sort of career and, and see where that takes us. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Joanne's had this multiple times. I think every single, every every different day, I've I've found a different person that I want to be when I grow up. Um, I just feel like there's there's really a lot of talent out there, and um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see that. Um, you know, it's it's really good to see that learning doesn't stop after we graduate, and um, you know, you can always be be a better version of yourself every day. Um, you know, just having that attitude for learning, which. Um, I think a lot of us dental students have, which is which is really good, which is probably the reason we embarked on this um, profession in the first place. So it's good to see that, you know, learning doesn't stop. And it's also good to see that it's such a supportive learning environment. 
Um, everywhere that I've uh, we've worked, kind of, we've had dentists that are more than willing to show us some cool stuff, you know, and um, you know more than willing to welcome you of, of questions that we have. And I think it's fantastic um, that that culture exists in dentistry, and um, we want to be a part of it once we become dentists as well. That's great. It sounds like you guys have definitely found like a great mentor um, to work alongside or mentors to work alongside that are open to discussion, but they're also passionate um, about sharing their knowledge because I feel like at the end of the day, knowledge is one of those things, you know, if you don't share it, there's actually no value to it. Mm. So have you guys done any CPD so far? Yeah, I can. I think I can speak for both of us when I say we've done a few. Um, for me, my CPD journey is, you know, still very much we're at the start of it. Um, it kind of blossomed during COVID times when I saw that a lot of the CPD um, that was available was now available online and for free. Um, and so definitely that was that was something that I wanted to check out and um, just to see how CPD can because we're in such a growing ever-evolving um, profession we know how important cpd is um, and i think it's very overlooked as students um, just because we do have hear from a lot of you know very well-known lecturers and um, dentists and i think we take that for granted that you know hearing these lectures for I guess that are included in our uni fees it's it's such a privilege because when we you know graduate we're spending all this money to hear from the same people and i think for me a lot of my cpd that i've been watching because it's mainly watching is on communication restorative dentistry um, i've had a sneak peek into some ortho cpds but to be honest, it's more for the exposure, you know, the mind of an orthodontist rather than to pick up every little tip that they're giving because we haven't even started any any sort of orthodontic clinical work. But it's just really interesting to hear from all of these different people who have um, just a wealth of knowledge to share to us. Time feels the same as well then? Yeah, I'm quite similar. Actually, I'm actually quite surprised by myself. Um, I, I used to be the, the person that would never go to lectures. So the fact that I got around CPDs was actually a, a surprise myself. I'm pretty proud of myself for doing that. Um, <laughs> this obviously happened last year during COVID. So I'm very, very similar to, to Joanne here with, with CPD. And look, I, I have to be honest, I haven't been to many, um, but the ones I've been to, oh, I, I loved it. And I'm, I'm in, the, in the situation, in the place now where I'm, I'm really looking for more you know more cpds that, that i could i could do um it's just amazing how you know the the, the way that it's structured some some of the, the case discussions it's it's amazing and um been to a few on uh, occlusion and um uh, fixed pros and i think it's yeah it's, it's been really helpful and um i've been able to or i've tried to incorporate some of it in, in the patient that i see in the treatment planning processes and um I feel like it's it's fantastic. It's really something that the students kind of don't really get around as much as they should. Um, and I really want to be a bit a big advocate for it. And I think through ATSA um, and, and the, a lot of the programs that we're running and upcoming, for example, the graduation series, um, I want to get the students around it. And um, it's understandable that, you know, not all the students have the ability to, to, to fork, fork out, you know, a large sum of money to pay for the education when they're already paying for university fees already 
But I feel like, you know, if, if there are people, if there are dentists and, and professionals out there that are willing to give a little bit of a discount or sneak peek to our students, we'd be more than appreciative of it. And um, in the future, um, as, as we do start working, I'm definitely looking to, you know, some, some good courses and some good CBDs out there to really um, fulfill my, my interest and in my learning. It. Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember the days when um, those teeth, those that you cut into were not cheap to replace. No, those no. dental equipment are not cheap. So I can totally understand where the CBD um, and those discounts definitely come in handy. So uh, tell us a little bit more about this graduation series that you've got coming up. Yeah, um, I'd love to. So I've had the, um, the, the pleasure of organizing uh, most of it with the help of Joanne and um, our past presidents. Um, so this series is coming up in about a week's time. And um, what we're having is basically two weeks of um, really, really good content featuring some, some, some big names in dentistry. Um, and um, we really want to give the students uh, so some information um, on, you know, what, what life is like straight out of graduation. Um, um, and I feel like, you know, that's something that we students not too kind of familiar with. Um, being in, in, in the, you know, the dental school as well as having clinical placement in public clinics, it's kind of, um, it, it's, a, it's a big animal for us to, to look into, to tackle when it comes to finding jobs out there in the real world. So we want to have this week, we want to spend it with our members. We're going to have seminars running um, or webinars running every night from 6 p.m. And um, we're going to get some, some dentists, some companies and some specialists to come speak to us and give us an insight on, you know, what's really out there and um, what to look out for when you're graduating from dentistry. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's, it's a completely different oyster. You no longer have a set structure that you have to follow. You, it's pretty much the what's your oyster. You can do whatever you want. And for some people, you know, when they've gone through high school, the aim was always to get high marks, you know, get that, those marks and then you're into dentistry. Then when you're into dentistry, it's always about trying to be, you know, top or stay in passing and all of that. And then you've got that structure and now you graduated and it's like, do I do learn about endo? Do I learn about ortho? Do I learn about, you know, all these different things? Um, yeah. It can definitely be very overwhelming. The gap between, you know, when you first graduate and when you start working is huge. And um, the grad series was actually something that was founded in the times of COVID because we saw that these grads in 2020 would have an even bigger gap than you know the previous cohort so we wanted to help with that um in the only way we could really during covid which was webinars and so it's just really really valuable information that um even kylin and i when we were in third year last year really benefited from um things that you have to know that really no one teaches you or um you might find out when it's too late and so we just wanted to share that with our fellow colleagues what what do you hope your um you know in five years time ideal clinical or non-clinical day to kind of look like and what do you want to do to kind of track yourself like what kind of cpd do you want to do to get yourself there if that's the case that's a really good question <laughs> um yeah no it's a really good question um it's something that i i really enjoy looking into um I'm, I'm one of those people that frequently like to ask myself you know what do i want to be what do i want to be in five years time and what do i want to do in five years time and honestly i've kind of i've kind of accepted the fact that you know wherever 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 you know life takes me will take me and um i think that um in five years ideally i want to be not in lockdown <laughs> um i want to be 
out there, you know, working. I want to be, you know, speaking with 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 patients, and um, I want to be, you know, looking after them, trying to help them with with what, whatever issues they have. Um, I I think I want to continue learning. Um, I'm not too sure which direction just yet. Um, I've quite enjoyed our back to base um, session uh, with with endodontics and and prosthodontics, but I know that there's so much out there that I haven't even. I haven't even looked at so um, uh, my, my kind of goal is just, just to learn as much as I can um, and you know look for opportunities uh, look for CPDs that I could I could be a part of and um, when I find the interest or the opportunity uh, I, I want to tell myself to not be nervous and not be just to be confident and to take on the opportunity and um, hopefully that that you know puts me in a place where I'm, I'm happy with and um, with my spare time I'd love to you know spend it on, on volunteering and as well as some some of the marketing and promotional stuff that I like to do on the side, I think um, they'll really kind of, yeah, I think that'll be the dream. I think for me, I've got my eyes on some CPD courses in the future. Um, really looking forward to when we can start, you know, hands-on workshop CBDs because that I think would really be beneficial. As I said, also, I'd be really interested um, on doing more CPD on implants and um, fixed pros and really just being able to have that full scope of dentistry available. I'm, I'm so excited for what the future has for both of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what you guys sounds like there's no particular, you don't want to specialize at this moment. You want to kind of just dabble in everything uh, and then maybe come back around and decide what you might be more interested in. Hey. Yeah, that's okay. it. I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the, the goal for both of us at this point in time, at the very least. Um, you know, we, we've, we've only had limited um, placement hours, which might be one of the reasons why we, you know, we want to see kind of what's out there. But I think, you know, just uh, overall general, overall general kind of treatment planning and, and looking after the patient is kind of what, what comes into priority and what, what really interests us. So, yeah, kind of going to the general stream and really, you know, understanding the fundamentals of dentistry before delving into any specialties, I think would benefit both of us at this point in time. Yeah. Fair enough. I was going to, you know, as, as a previous um, ADSO exec, I can, I'm super proud of where ADSO has kind of become, not in just in size, but, you know, the initiatives you guys are kind of getting up into. From when I started, you guys were like, ADSO was very small. Now it's just like a ginormous family. Lockdown has really given ADSO, you know, the opportunity to explore new ways of engaging with our members. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's been a really, really interesting journey, um, especially throughout lockdowns. I think it, it would have been very different to how um, you had to look after ATSA. So um, yeah, we're excited to, to have new ways of engaging with our audience and we'll keep you updated with, with what we're doing. Sounds good, sounds good. So Joanne Lin and Kylin Chi, both ATSA representatives, thank you for coming on the show today. If you could let the people know how they can find you or if there's something that you want to tell the dental or oral health students um, out there, what's kind of going on. You can find us both at the upcoming grad series, um, August 24th, I believe, 23rd till September 8th. Other than that, you can find us on the ATSA page. We're very, we are very active there and um, if you have any questions or just want to tell us anything, feel free to jump onto our website or email us or connect any way you know how. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, again um, and um, have a good night. Thank, thank you. you, Lawrence. Thank you for having us. And um, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Thank you. Thank you.
Looking forward to it, looking forward to it. If you like this episode, drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review. Don't forget to share it with your friends and we'll see you in the next episode of CP Junkie Podcast.